Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week are Calvin and Matty to talk about the draw over Ross County. We chat a little bit about the pies up in Dingwall and we preview the derby and talk about the importance of the next two weeks for Hearts. How are we this week, guys? All right. All right. How are you, Russell? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing really well. Um, had a... Yeah, doing fine. Doing fine. How's um, how's your English team doing, Gordon? Better than yours, still, technically. Yeah. One more FA Cup, though, in, in my lifetime. Well, no, I mean, I was born in 94 and they have won the Cup in five, so we're, we're equal, really. I'm just talking about my lifetime. So it it's 1-1. And, and, and we won the Community Shield, so that's 2-1. Okay. In all seriousness, though, do you think Everton will probably go down? Yep, yep. You, you, you don't come back from games like last night against Burnley, defeats like that, and stay up. It just doesn't happen. It's Hearts 2019, carbon copy. They're down, I'm afraid. Uh, it was your St Mirren away. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, 100%. And, uh, yeah, I'm afraid COVID won't save us the humiliation of going down on... In fact, it'll be before the last day of the season anyway. I just I don't even see them winning another game of football. Crap. You don't think they, they need to go down, though? To... Yeah, probably. Probably he, he totally rinse that club out from top to bottom, uh, like Hearts did. Again, if they can do the same thing that Hearts did from top to bottom, Hopefully they'll bounce back, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not a great time for the football club. I hope they stay up. Need to get Ellis Sims back, so don't know what I'm going back down to Everton and not playing for Hearts. Yeah, that, that that I've thought about that actually. I reckon if they um, if they do go down, but in saying that, they've got a they've got a cost like cost cut a, a lot a lot of money. Um, they they really do. They've got a lot of wages there that they need to get rid of and. Um, you know, if Hearts were to offer a decent deal, they might take it. It's financial fair play and things like that. It would go towards them selling a, I think, a youth player or something like that. I think it helps their deficit. So you need, I don't know. You, need, you need to address your striker situation up front now with Calvert Lewin. Correct. <laughs> yeah, well, I like your wee wordplay there, but uh, I'm not biting. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know what Hearts striker I would compare him to in 2019. Calvert Lewin at the moment because our forward line tempted to score goals actually during that season, but um, I three goals all season. So I'm talking Uchi. about Uchi. Ah, Uchi scored in the derby, you know. I suppose I did. He did only uh, score about three goals in about seven games. The Uch, I like Uch. Bring him I back. <laughs> no, I, I, I like Uch. You know what I mean? I did. I've, I've seen that plenty of times. He's different. He's now ripping it up at Cardiff. Some man, very harsh there. Very harsh on the ooch. I don't know. He was, he was a, he, he did, he did work. Like he, he was a difficult player to play against. Ucci. I felt I sorry Ucci. for him. I felt sorry for him. He, he used to get a tough time for referees. Ucci. He used to get a tough time trying to fucking control the ball. We talked about over it. Very skillful player. I only ever happened once. You leave <laughs> the ooch alone. <laughs> No. Who do you think you are coming on this podcast for the second time and slagging off Uchi? All right. The man the man listens to our podcast religiously. He's a big fan. If you're listening, Uch, which I'm sure you are, hi. He did he, he done a job in the Derby's. Right. I would I would So did him. Gary Glenn. Hi. 
So did, who was the other one that scored? Connor fucking Smith or whatever it was. God Christian Nadi loved a goal Christian Nadi scored twenty five percent of all his goals for Hearts Easter Road. That's a fun fact. I think he scored twenty five percent. No, probably seventy five percent of his career goals at Easter Road. To be honest, did he not score for Rafe as well at Easter Road? Oh, I did. I <laughs> every time he went there, I think he scored. He scored. He certainly scored for Dumbarton as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think he did. I think he did. (laughs) Some man. He was better than Uche. Controversial. Controversial call, that one. One. That that game in Zagreb, for me, was the Mm. call Nadi. And there was no comeback after that. It was really hot. (laughs) I could have run about in that. Hey, but you're not a professional footballer. Neither was he. he. <laughs> <laughs> that was your proper uh, Weasley twins moment there, lads. Enjoyed it. <laughs> it's nice to have the Weasley twins on this program, on, on this show today. Calvin just needs a wig. Matty I'm doesn't st- need I'm still annoyed they never started Graham Weir that day. Fraud. Speak to Graham Weir, by the way. See, no, nothing to do with Graham Weir, but harking back to that time. Mackenzie Kirk. Mackenzie Kirk making his debut. There was a moment that made me feel old because I officially got to say the phrase, I remember when his father played for Harps. What game are you talking about Graham Weir for? Was it not that? that did he ken? Was he not there at the time? What, when Natty played for Harps? No. Aye. It was about five years between them. Well, who was the daddy young striker that we had when Natty was at Harps? It was also crap. Gary Callum Glenn. Elliot. Gally. Callum Elliot. Uh, oh, no, it might have been Gary Glenn. One of them played. One of them played in a European game and he was shite. There's oh, an endless is. list. Let's be honest. There's an endless list of duds. Yeah. Jamie Mole. Was it Jamie Mole? It might have been Jamie Mole. He played in Athens. He, he started in Athens. We started Mauricio Pania, Roman Bednar, and Gary Jankowskis on the bench with fucking Jamie Mole up front. Oh, that sounds a bit right. Aye. That must have been what I was moaning about. Fucking Mauricio Pania, who went on to play for uh who did he play Palermo after? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I don't know if he did. Yeah, I think he was like, no, was he not there before he went to Hearts? I can't remember. Ripped the ripped up in the World Cup. Jamie Moore went to Blythe Spartans, but only one of them started a Champions League tie for Hearts. Well, there you go. Jamie Moore's claim to fame. I've seen Cal Melly in the paper actually talking today about his Derby goal. Mm. It's a shame young Clum never kicked on. If he'd have scored that goal at Ibrox, I'd have, oh man. And the two all oh, and he yeah, could have yeah. scored to make it 3 2. Yeah. Great day. Change that game. Best game he ever had in the Hearts top. Apart from maybe. I mean, well, you've got to remember, I think he was on loan the first part of that season at Motherwell. And then he came back and just ripped it up. I remember Bruno Aguirre taking the ball off him and denying him of a hat trick against Kilmarnock. And then Bruno missed the penalty. <laughs> Good times. I'm presenting a show of the, the niche review, you know, <laughs> the only things you should remember. But the fans might remember it. We will... Pointless trivia. Pointless trivia. When we, when we have our hearts review pub quiz, these things will come up. So make sure oh, you're listening. Of course. Looking forward to it. We will start, obviously, the show talking about the game against Ross County on Saturday. Gordon, a 1 1 draw. Should we have won the game in Dingwall? No, I think a draw was a fair result. Um, 
taking the penalty out of it, which I thought wasn't a penalty. I thought it was soft at the time. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't think it was a pen. Um, yeah, I thought we had a lot of the ball. Um, created some some decent chances. I mean, boys should really score in the first couple of minutes. It's probably the best defensive clearance I've ever seen from an opposition player. Um, incredible bit of skill. Um, yeah, I, I thought we started well. And then after the penalty miss, which I can understand maybe why they've gave it to Mackay, uh, you know, try and get two goals and, and get him on a wee bit of a run. But um, he's clearly not a penalty taker and he never looked confident when he was stepping up. So Boise should have been on that one. I know he's missed a couple, but... Um, you know, the manager said that next time we get a penalty, he'll be the one stepping up to take it. So I don't know if they've made that decision ahead of the game and they've said, if we get a pen, Barry Mackay's taking them now. Um, so, yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't a great penalty. And then Ross County went 1-0 up and, and they created a few chances. I think they hit the post not long after that. Um, and they could have put us to bed, really, in that little spell they had. But, you know, credit to Hearts. And they, they went and got the equaliser and got a little bit of luck. The ball breaks to Mackay after a sort of ricochet from Boyce and um, takes a little nick on its way through. But and I, and I thought after that, I thought we were comfortable on the ball. Obviously, Craig Gordon makes his double save in the second half there. But um, I, I think a draw was looked on the cards from there. I think we certainly uh, were content enough with the, with the point. I think the, the players almost it looked like they had other things on their mind. I wonder what that could be. Um, so they, they, they were quite happy with a point. I even think Craig Gordon even said that after the game, they were pretty content with it. And uh, I think the fans were as well. Um, of course, you always want to see your team win a game, naturally, but um, it was a decent enough day out. We didn't lose, didn't get any injuries. And I think overall, we can be pretty chuffed. Calvin, what do you make of the, um, the, the change of penalty taker throughout the season? I know Boys has missed a few, but clearly he is probably the most equipped in the team, no? Yeah, I mean, the best penalty of the season has probably been Suter at Pataudry. That's probably the... I mean, Boyce like, has missed a few. Like, even on Tanadice's first game of the season, he did miss the first the first attempt, scored the rebound. It's a bit... It's almost a bit thing when you've not got a... when you've not got a sort of surefire thing at penalties. Because, um, like God was saying, Mackay's not a penalty taker. Boyce... I mean, he's scored, he has scored a few penalties as well. He's, he's scored he's scored more penalties than he's missed, but he's he's obviously not the not the greatest at it. Um, I wonder if Sim, I mean, Sims looks like a sort of quite powerful striker who would just leather it. So maybe maybe he should be on the next one. I don't know. We just we need to get sorted out for the next two games though, because I don't think I could handle a, handle boys missing a penalty in either of they two. So yeah, it's because growing up we always had Hartley on penalties who'd never missed for Hearts, and then Kevin Kyle came in who was also. 100% record from the spot and ever since then we've sort of we've never really settled with a with a sort of solid penalty taker you know he's going to score nine times out of ten so I hopefully hopefully Boyce has got his misses out his system if he does get another another chance on him this season for me Boyce is he's got to be the one to take it if you get a penalty in either of the two derbies that are coming up um, just need to hope that he doesn't miss I, I would have faith in him at Hamden. I don't know why, but I would. I've had I'd had less less faith in him if it was at Tynecastle and I would at Hamden. Can he explain that one? But it's just the way I feel about it. I think he would score in the semi. I think he'd probably miss if we get one in the league game. I think that says a lot about the guy. He's too inconsistent. I'd like us to get somebody that could actually 
solidly put them away on a regular basis. I mean, Callum touched on it there. I mean, we've had the list endless. Even before Hartley, Presley took them. He was good at them. Uh, Colin Cameron used to constantly score penalties. I mean, it's been an Achilles heel for us for years now. Uh, Sean Clare was okay, but outside of Sean Clare, you in 2012, I mean, Danny Granger took a penalty in a cup final. Has he ever taken a penalty before? Or uh, since? I was going to say that 2012 was probably the year when it was most blatant. We seem to miss every second penalty we got that year. Change takers. Edgar Johnson take him on at Parkhead, for example. Oh, I'll never forgive him. I clocked that little Jakey in the shell suit that I was going to get it right up and he missed. I was fuming. Was it wasn't Michael Stewart not a good penalty taker though? Nah, he was a fraud and all. He missed he missed quite a I few as well. No, I, I I don't think he did ever miss a penalty. I can't recall missing a penalty. Um, he, had a, he had a fairly good record from the spot, Michael Stewart. To be fair, and he just missed bottles then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think so. To be honest with you, and games due to suspensions. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might make sure I had a pretty good. I think in terms of regular penalty, Jamie Hamill was alright and all. He had he had a, a decent enough record. Uh, was, it, was it Ibrox when he basically kicked fuck out of the advertising boards after he scored the penalty? Ian Black scored the rebound. He missed the rebound. Yeah, I can't remember. And then got injured like the week later. Aye. Then the never-ending revolving door of missing penalties continued for the rest of that season. It was a good time. It was, yeah. I mean, even now, I think it's actually scarred me when Hearts get penalties. Yeah, I know, but it's not the point. It's still... You know, you used to like think, yes, I got a penalty. We'll probably score this now. To we'll probably miss this. Did Ian Black no miss one at Easter Road, and it was one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. Yeah, basically yeah. just passed it back to the goalkeeper. Oh, and he only wanted that penalty so he could take his top off and show them his wee sign they had made on his vest. I started um, that song. Yeah, I bet you did. I did. Calvin will confirm. He might not because we're recording. Anyone who want to give me credit, but I did start that song. <laughs> That's a no comment from Calvin there. Um, obviously, a good day out for you, lads. But the pie situation um, off off air, you did talk that it wasn't too good, Calvin. Quite frankly, it was disgraceful. I mean, part of the reason you go up to Ross County is for the haggis pie, and that's the last two trips I've made up there where they've uh, they've ran out before kickoff. So I had to settle for a venison pie, which. Uh, it was pretty dry, pretty awful to be honest with you. Gave some of our some of our friends heartburn. Um, it was that bad. And I got a chicken pie that hadn't been cooked, had to chuck half of it away. So yeah. Quite frankly, it was uh, it was unacceptable, really. I heard the steak pie was quite nice, but steak pie was really good, I I'd already, I'd already committed to my venison pie at that point. Because I remember the venison pie being quite nice, but severe lack of gravy or it was overcooked, one of the two. Maybe they put the venison pie in for the time the chicken pie was also meant to be in. Steak pie had loads of gravy. It was great. Maybe that's where it all went. But yeah, it was, uh, it was shameful, really. Um, Listen, I wasn't going to comment because uh, I've got a lot of respect for Ross County and, and the pies, but uh, they let me down. I have to say, you know, it's like when you go to a Michelin star restaurant and they lose their Michelin star, and I think that's what's happened, unfortunately, uh, to County. They'll have to work hard to get it back. Um, went up there, heard about the venison pie, so I said to the, the, the nice young lady, I said, steak pie and a venison pie. Obviously, I was half cut. Um, went back to my seat, 
Ate the steak pie, very nice. I agree with uh, Matthew and Calvin. Very lovely, enjoyed it. Then took a bite into the venison pie, but it wasn't a venison pie. It was a vegan pie. Spat it out and threw it away, and I was angry. Very angry. It actually ruined my whole day, to be honest. Um, so if you're listening, young pie-selling lady, uh, I don't know how you can sleep at night. I mean, in fairness, Gordon, the venison pie, I also never finished. Yeah, it was, but it would, it, be, it would be a hell of a lot better than a bloody vegan pie now, wouldn't it? Depends on your outlook in life, I suppose. How can a pie be vegan, by the way? Sorry, what know. did the vegan pie actually taste of? Like, shit. I'm not interested. <laughs> of shit. Hence why I spy it out. Matty raises a fair point. How the fuck, how, how do you make vegan pastry? I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, it just, it was, mere whatever crap was inside it, like tofu or something. It's just unacceptable. Was it like one of the, kind of, in, kind of in Subway, you get those rectangles of what looks like dog shite. That's meant to be like a vegan pie. Was it a bit like that? They'd actually no, like no, it. It wasn't. It, I swear it was like tofu or something in it. I, I don't know, but and there might be cheese in there or something. I don't know, but I wasn't sitting. It's a vegan I, pie. There can't be cheese. Well, it could be vegan <laughs> cheese. Oh, I don't know what the hell it was. I mean, it was. It just looked mean. It tasted mean, and uh, I'm not happy. I might write to them actually. Just send them the record and just get Ross to cut this bit out. Well, we know Don. You know, Don Cowie is a big fan of the show. He's a friend of the show. Um, I'll maybe have to send him an email. Unacceptable. <laughs> I have no words. I have no words for that. I'm sure Don will have plenty of words. I'm sure. Me and him will have a conversation about this. Make sure you bring up the fact that the venison pie was dry, though. That's really important. Oh, well, I'll, I'll pass on everyone's concerns, absolutely. But the, the main reason is someone giving me a vegan pie and, and not a venison one. It's just unacceptable. It's a crime against nature. Plus, side, though, I have to say shout out to the Venoms. They were top notch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to our taxi driver as well for getting us to the train station in time. Shout out to the lads that graciously exited the taxi that wasn't theirs as well. They done a nice yeah. try, but failed. Yeah, just as, well, just as well Jamie checked because the taxi they sent us did not match up with the taxi that we were supposed to be getting in the app, so we were about to let it go. Unfortunately, Jamie checked before it left. And else we may have uh, we may have been stuck in Dingwall for another half hour. Did you hear, by the way, that the train that left Dingwall to get back in for the train at Inverness was five minutes late and the entire train kicked off and they had to make them delay the train that left Inverness so the Dingwall train could get done? Really? <laughs> I heard that the day at work for somebody that was on the train. I was like, that's why we got a taxi, you fool. Yeah, yeah, we learned from our mistakes the last time, uh, or other companies' mistakes, shall we say. Um, yeah, no, it was. It was nice, comfortable, relaxing journey home for once. It was, it was good. And did you meet any characters on the train? Plenty. We'll move on. Obviously, we've got the derby coming up this week at Tynecastle. Um as with any derby, very important game, Gordon. Um, with the with the cup semi final coming up, and we have talked about this throughout. How important? How is there more an importance on next week's game than this week's game, or do both have the same sort of importance going into the games? Um, 
No, I mean, listen, the semi-final absolutely is the more important match. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But um, every derby is important. You want to win every single one, especially at Tynecastle. You're not allowed to lose to them. Not allowed to lose to them anywhere, but especially at Tynecastle. The fact we've not won a home derby since, is it 2018, I think? Or was it 19, 18? I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's too long. Too long a record since we've had a home derby. And I think the fact that we can stick them into the bottom six as well and basically end any hope of them getting into Europe through the league anyway, um, I think is a big carrot for us. So, yeah, we need to we need to beat them, not beat them this season. Um, absolutely, the semi-final is the big one. Of course it is. But the league game is a very important match. I don't think you can go into a derby and play a weakened team, for example, just because you've got a semi-final the following week. Um, fans won't let you get away with that. And for you know, Robbie Nielsen as well. It's well documented what his Achilles heel has been over the years and it's derby games. And um, he's only ever won one at home. So he's going to put that right. And uh, I'd like to see a dominant Hearts performance. Um, I, I think most most Hibs fans you speak to, I think they they think that they're probably maybe on the end of a doing this weekend. Um, but derbies don't always work out that way, to be honest with you. Um, but Hearts will have to go there and show why they are 16 points ahead of them in the league. Um, go and make it 19 and, and really lay down a marker, score a few goals and get the confidence up ahead of the semi-final. Um, because you don't want a, you don't want an edgy affair. I mean, listen, semi will probably be a different game anyway, but um, I just feel like if we can go and get a, a, a victory by a couple of goals in this game, a dominant home performance, like we've seen, the majority of home games that we've had this season against sides, especially um, in and around us, um, then it could be a, a real marker ahead of next week. So, yeah, it's a very important match. Calvin, Hibs have been highly inconsistent this season. You know, we, we should be going out and winning the game. And we are, as Gordon says, 16 clear of them. But obviously, derbies always are that wee bit different, aren't they? Yeah, I mean... If you look at it through the, the first half of the season, both teams were pretty much on a level pegging going into the game. Like we are, I think we're on the same number of points until like early October as well. Um, and the, the, the derby kind of played out that way. It was two teams that could hurt you, two goalkeepers who had a, who had a fantastic... Apparently theirs was a one-off, ours not so much. It tends to play that way every week. But then we went to the one in early February and everyone's thinking, on current form, on paper we should have went down there and destroyed them that night and it just didn't work out that way. I still think if the ref gets the big decisions right and we get a penalty and they, then they're down to 10 men in the first 20 minutes of that game, we probably do go on to win it quite comfortably. But that's how things go in derbies and they they got their tails up a bit. They were poor. Let's, let's all get away from it. If we took our chances that night, the ref done his job properly, we won the game by a couple of goals. We didn't really, as much as Hibs played better than everyone thought they would do, they still didn't threaten hearts to the last five minutes of that game. And going into this one, we're on a better run than we were in January. We weren't great after the winter break. We are pretty poor, actually, till about mid-February till we beat St Mirren. We've been a lot better recently. They, for what it's worth, have been terrible. I think they're quite lucky this, that um, the season's nearing a close here because on current run of form, they could get seriously sucked into... If they hadn't got the odd result here and there, they could be getting sucked in like Aberdeen currently aren't at that, that playoff battle. But Derby's don't... If, if they just don't work out... I mean, we were too cagey at Easter Road. And I just don't want us to do the same. 
I think ideal scenario, like Gordon's saying, that it's obvious the semi-final is the bigger game. There's there's no there's absolutely no two ways about it. The semi-final is miles, miles away. But I think this game, in terms of setting down a marker for the semi, kind of takes on an extra edge. Aside from we can guarantee their bottom six, confirm our European place, that's all great. But what ideally I'd like us to go and do is go out there, beat them. Not, ha- not obviously, I'd love us to hammer them, but not to the point where they want to get revenge at hand. They're like a, a two or a three now, but one where we don't get out of first gear. They're chasing the ball all game. They don't lay a glove on us, just so that when we're going at hand in the week later, they're going, they're a well better team than us. They're, do, do you know what I mean? Like, lay down, because if they, if they come to Tynecastle and get a draw, God forbid, spot like a spawny one, they're going to take that in hand in the next week and go, they're no better than us. We can beat them. But if we go to Tynecastle on Saturday, do what we done under Paolo Sergio. Every time under Paolo Sergio, we never broke a sweat. We just turned up, we won the game, we went home. Hibs didn't lay a glove on us. We barely got it at first gear. That would be ideal on Saturday. I'm not convinced I see it going that way. I think they're going to come and try and lay down a marker themselves, but fortunately their players just aren't very good. So hopefully, if, if, we, if we play like we're capable of playing, then we should beat them. But that's been true of every derby this season. The only thing that held us back, those two, so unfortunately, our cagey starts, and I just hope hope I'm wrong, but that seems to be the way that we play these games under under Robbie, and I really hope he's learned. Matty, do, do, does Robbie set up in a way that that is that is of the emotion of the derby? You know, he he, set, he always sets up quite cagey to start. Doesn't play it like any other game. Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he just play it like any other game? They're a bottom sixteen. For me, Robbie Nielsen, when it comes to derbies, is the worst Hearts manager we've ever had. Simple as that. Calvin touched on Paulo Sergio. Um, if we had Craig Levine, if we had Jim Jeffries, if we had any of them in charge, this conversation would not be happening right now. And you all know it's true. We would not be having these cagey conversations, 10 if, or if we go out and do this, we should be laying down a marker, blah, blah, blah. If we had any manager worth their salt in a derby, we'd go out and we'd absolutely scud hibs at the weekend. We'd be guaranteed a place in the final and everything would be rosy. But we don't have that confidence under Nielsen. The man's derby record is appalling. It is a massive, massive stain on what has otherwise been quite a good job he's done this time around. And admittedly, the first time around, they've done okay as well. But his derby record's appalling. He's won two out of, what, nine? That's shocking. That, I mean, he might as well go manage Hibs with a derby record like that, as far as I'm concerned. That's the kind of stuff that I spent my youth growing up slagging off all their players about having horrendous derby records. Robbie Nielsen's derby record reads like one of the Hibs players for the early 90s, scraping a couple of wins and never actually doing it. It's not good enough. It has to change, and it needs to change beginning this weekend. Because if he doesn't win on Saturday, there's not going to be a Hearts fan alive that's going to walk into that game at Hamden with any ounce of confidence. And it's not going to be because of the players. It's going to be because the man in the dugout shits himself every time he sees green. So how does Robbie set up in this game, Matty? Maybe you should ask somebody that knows how, because he doesn't. He should speak to Gary Locke. He should figure out how to win a derby because he doesn't know how to. I'm not just saying this for effect. I have history proves that he does not know how to play derbies, and it's not good enough. So how do we set up? How would you so, say? How would I set up? I'd attack them. They're mints. We need to win our battles. We need to go out there with the attitude that every Hearts fan and every Hearts team that I can remember has had. We're better than you. Here's why. Scud it. 
Gordon, do you agree with my comments? <laughs> yes, um, I do. I think uh, I think I've been fairly. I think if you look back and listen to all our shows since we we first, I think our first show, Nielsen had already left, and we were talking about the twenty sixteen game. Um, yeah, listen, clearly his Derby record is not great. It's been his Achilles heel. Um, two and nine, as as Matty says there, but he did win the last game. Uh, in the semi-final, he won the last semi there. Uh, with four months prep. Yeah, I, well, yeah, but they they had only been playing competitively since the October. But he knew then how important that game was for his tenure. Um, and to be honest with you, that the, these these two in particular will be just as important. I think. If he wins these next two, then he's pretty much untouchable. He's put everything that Matty's just said there to bed. Um, but if he doesn't win them both, then those clouds will always be hanging uh, hanging over him. Um, and he'll never really get rid of them. I don't think he'll ever have the full trust of the heart support. And it sounds crazy, really, when you think about the season that, that we've obviously had. Um, but that's just the reality is we expect to win derbies. And if you don't deliver derby wins, then you're not good enough to manage Hart and Lothian. Because that that is the be all and end all, and and Matty's right, you know, there there probably is a bit of a um, a little bit of an obsession about winning derbies, but our derby record's that good that that it's our it's just like it's it's what we're used to. It's in our DNA is to win Edinburgh derbies, and uh, and you've got to be able to deliver them. And I think Hearts are yes a lot better than Hibs, and I think uh, we are an ambitious team. But I think that the players really need to go out and deliver that. Listen, we should have went down East Road and 1-3-0, and I think if we had played any other team that night, we probably would have done. But going away in a derby game with the crowds right on top of you and they're kind of up front, I know they were on a poor run, but I think they were always going to put in that type of performance that night. I mean, everybody said, so Hibs played really well that night. I didn't think they did. I thought they were crap. Uh, I just thought Hearts were poor. Uh, but had the referee done his job, we would have won the game because we would have been playing against 10 men and we would have had a penalty kick. And I think Hearts might have probably went on and actually won that game 3-0 that night. You know, the goalkeeper makes three brilliant saves for me from Sims. Um, on another night, he probably scores at least one of them. So um, I think you've, you've got to get a little bit of the rub of the green. I thought Hibs got a lot of the rub of the green that night, to be honest. They, they got away with one. Um, the, the, their first kind of real chance we created from open play anyway came in the 89th minute and it was cleared off the line uh, they were dangerous from set plays I mean I think they'll, they'll be missing obviously Porteous but they'll have the boy Clark um, back I, th- I think is it Bashiri is he in so you know they'll. They, I think they'll just be playing for free kicks and they'll try and put the ball into the box I think that's generally the only way they'll probably tr- be able to score on Saturday I can't see them ripping us to pieces I just don't see that happening Um I think they've got a couple of young PC forwards, but they're not exactly a Martin Boyle, are they? So I think Hearts can be a little bit more um, not even cautious. I don't think Hearts have to be KG. I think Hearts should go and play their game, um, be aggressive and get our ball players into the game, like your Mackay's, get Boyce involved in, in that number 10 role that he's done really well in since he's kind of moved into there. Give Sims opportunities, get an early goal, get the fans right rocking. And um, and I think if that happens, Hearts will go on and and take care of Hibs. Um, but as you say, there's always that fear with Nielsen uh, that he will start the game a little bit cagey. So um, it's a big test for him. It's a big test for the team. 
Um, but I'm confident that that that, that, that they actually will deliver the, uh, the the result. And I think um, I think we've been a three o'clock on a Saturday. The fans will, will be up for it. We've been pretty good at home this year. I think uh, as I said, if we start well, get an early goal, get the fans up for it, the players will play off their adrenaline, and um, and I think we'll take care of them because you look through that Hibs team. There's not really a lot of characters in it. Um, and I think if Hearts got an early goal and went on to try and get an early second, I think they would fold. I mean, it does have the potential, though, to be a cagey affair, considering we have got the both teams have got such an important game the next again week. Can I can I just quickly button there? Sorry. You see, when you say it's going to be a cagey affair this game, I don't think it will be a cagey well, affair. It, it, has, it has the potential no, to but, be uh, but a my, no, I know, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't be for Hearts. KG in general. Yeah, I, I know. I to be KG as well. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but when you look at this game for Hearts, right, it shouldn't be KG because I'm not saying it should. Oh, be. It's not affect. Yeah, but it's, but what what I'm saying is it shouldn't be because it's not it's not affecting Hearts' position. Realistically, Hearts have got a free hit almost to go in there and give them a pumping and and slap them across the city and go that you're a bottom six team. There you go, and that's what that's the way Hearts should approach it. They should be. They should be really positive, going to the game, hungry to go and win it, um, and that's what I want to see from the team. I don't, I don't see why it should be KG. It's re- there's a real prize there for Hearts. I think Hibs might be KG because they know that effectively if they get. I don't think they'll come out and go all guns blazing. I think they'll try and keep it tight and see if they can maybe uh, sneak a goal or play for they set play, uh, plays and try and get a goal that way. Have to go for it. Hibs have to go for this game. They have to go and win. But they won't because I think if they if they if they came to Tincastle and were open, I think Hearts would tear them to absolute shreds. I think. I, just, I, think, I think they'll. I think they'll sit in. Yeah, I, I think they will. I think it's I the only think, way. They, I don't, I don't they, think they can. I don't think, yeah, I mean, it could be proved wrong. I end up with massive egg on my face here, but I just the players they've got, they're going to have to come and sit in. They're going to have to do what we done. I don't know if you remember that Friday night game under Levine, where we went in and we just packed the middle of the park and just hoped for. Hope for the break of a ball, and they were a class above us that night. It's probably the last yeah. time they were, but I, I think that's my worry. And Ali called it out the first time of the season when the two team lines came out, and I know they were better and better formed. That boil at that point was the only way we don't win this game is if we don't set up right, and we didn't. Second half we were fine. We changed that. Easter Road is exactly the same. We were the only reason this game is going to be cagey is if we set off them. Yeah. No, 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 sorry, I need to jump in. The only reason this game's going to be cagey is because of the way the manager's going to set us up. Yeah, that's what because, that's what because we've, yeah, we've seen it, we've seen it, we've seen it against Hibs, both games, Tynecastle and Easter Road. We've seen it against Celtic, we've seen it against Rangers, we've seen it against Aberdeen. Now, I mean, he didn't the last Aberdeen game he learned, the last Aberdeen game we went out and got them for the start. And I think, well, yeah. I, I, th- I think he'll do the same. I, I think, as Gordon said, as we all said, that this, I, I can't ever think of a hearts manager whose entire sort of reputation has came down so much to two games. Like, Robbie Nielsen wins these two games. Or even, even as long as he wins the one at Hamden, right? But especially wins these two games. He's going to go... He has to go down as one of our best managers, right? In the SPL era, anyway. He does. He, he does. Two third-place finishes, knocking Hibs out of two semi-finals. You can't deny it. Like, two, two third-place finishes and two full seasons as Hearts managers, two promotions that he didn't get as relegated for. And two pumpings ahead of Hamden. He has to go down, he has to go up there as one of one of the greats. But if he loses them, he has he's to a go. Fraud and he has to go. <laughs> like, Why is it like that? He's been a great hearts manager. Like what is this? Because like, it all comes down it all comes down to big games, mate. That that's the point of football is to win big games. 
and it doesn't get any bigger than Hearts versus Hibs at Hamden. And like as Gordon says, we win derbies. Obviously, we don't win all of them, but see the ones that really matter at the time, we do. And that's why it would sting so much. I mean, relegation derby, we won. Um, we've every any time we've had to beat them to finish in Europe, we beat them. Um, any game at Hamden, Hamden. every game at Hamden, we beat them. This is, I think, that's why the the, the twenty sixteen one stings so badly because that's the first proper big game against Hibs that I can ever remember us losing. Made a lot of money off of those ticket sales in the replay, oh, though. Fuck off, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it is, and 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 listen, Calvin and and my as well. They're they're both absolutely right. I think um, this this game is huge for them, and um, and I think he will. Um, like Calvin was saying, I think I think we will probably set up similar like we did against Aberdeen. I think he'll go to a back four. I think he's kind of he seems to step away a little bit from the the back three, and see that I could see him going maybe a back three in the semi. To be honest, but that might be that might suit us a little bit better with it with a bigger pitch. Actually, um, I think at Tynecastle you've got to go a back four. Um, I think definitely and get at them. I just don't think they're dangerous enough going forward to warrant a back three at Tynecastle. Um, I would go with a four, um, and I would just get in about them. To be honest with you, I would get your ball players into the game. Your Barry Mackay, he'll be key there. Um, get him creating, and hopefully Ellis Sims and Liam Boyce have got their shooting boots on and. They can fill them up um, because, as I said, I, I think the atmosphere will be brilliant on Saturday. I really do, um, especially if Hearts get an early goal, which is key in derby games, especially big ones that we've won over the years at home. Um, we've not scored an early derby goal in a while. It's been it's been a long time. Um, so if Hearts can go there, get right in about them from the start, early goal, I think we'll be on our way to, to a decent win. But the longer it stays... Um, I just think they'll. I just think they'll sit in. They'll try and make it a little bit tense. They'll try and get the crowd on on Hearts's back, and um, and as I said, they'll play for free kicks, and they'll just try and lump into the box and hope that one of them sticks. I think that's generally the only way that they're they're going to be able to uh, to to score. I think obviously they might try and maybe leave two up, and and I think the pace of the boy Jasper and. Um, Mickelson, they might try and get in behind, but I think we've got a good, a, a decent enough defence that can deal with that. Um, so it'll be interesting, but I, I just see, I think if Hearts set up right, I think they'll win the game. On the flip side, when we've talked about Robbie Nielsen and his his future, as as we always do on this podcast, has Sean Maloney got much of a future if he loses these two games at Hibs? I hope so. Yeah, I really, really hope so, but no, it'll be sacked in November, um, as always. I'd hope they keep them for the. I mean, obviously, I don't. I hope they're not going to make Europe. I, I think a little. They'd need a lot of luck for them to make Europe now, given the situation that they're in. But I just hope they keep them for the group stages. I hope they go full Ian Cathro and you know he gets knocked out of the League Cup group stages next season. But he's already already made five or six signings and they're all terrible and they have a really bad season and we get to watch them just fight against relegation for twelve months. Right. That'd be that'd be good. Right. That's what I want out of Sean Maloney. I hope they do what we did with Cathro, keep them too long and it takes them two or three years to fully recover from it. Yeah, see if they waited like six weeks and then appointed the director of football as manager as well, that'd be great. Aye, yeah. I mean, the thing with Maloney though, I don't see them, I don't see them getting rid of him. I mean, I think if he lost two derbies in a row, bottom six, pumped at the cup, I think the calls from Hibs fans to get rid of him would be quite, because I know most of them are very, very unconvinced, as you would be. I mean, you've got a manager who's won three league games in 18. It looks like a rabbit in the headlights. But John, I mean, Sean Maloney, let's be honest, Sean Maloney is 
currently got a worse league record than Ian Carford did at Harps. But he's getting an easier ride of it because he's ex-Scotland and ex-Celtic. That's the only reason that we're not currently getting the same crap that we got with Carford. Um, but he's he, he, does, he looks out of his depth. Again, maybe they won't get too into it before we play them, but he's, yeah... Yeah, I don't, I don't see him lasting particularly long, unfortunately. I mean, he learned under what I can only describe as probably one of the biggest frauds in management himself. Like, Martinez is a joke. Like, he was under him at Belgium. How he got that Belgium job is beyond me, because other than when he played for your boys, when he was manager of your boys, Ross, and won the cup, even though he also got you relegated, he's been murdered everywhere he's been. He was even murdered at Wigan, apart from that cup win. But, like, he was terrible at Everton. He was terrible at Wigan. I mean... Belgium, he should have done better. Simple as that. He seems to have one way of playing. It's to play with a back three, regardless of whatever system he's got or players he's got, because that's what he got taught in fucking management school 101. And he's not gonna he's not gonna go away for that and keep keep it coming. If you want to try and play with a back three like you're rocking about with Kevin De Bruyne on the middle of the pitch when you've got, I mean, I don't even know who's in the middle of Hibs Park, some donkey that's no very good. Like, go for it. I mean, it's working really well. They're picking up loads of points. It's great. They're free-falling down the table. I love it. I hope he stays. Do you know what's mental, right? Motherwell, and this sums up the rest of the SPL outside of Hearts and the old firm at the moment. Does Motherwell won their first game this calendar year, right? But remember, in fucking April, right? They won their first game in this calendar year and leapfrogged about half the league, including Hibs. I love it. It's an absolute disgrace that one of these clubs is going to end up in Europe. I agree. We've like, dropped it, really, too, it really is. Yeah, like, like we, we've dropped far too many points against them. It's terrible. I, I would agree with that, but it's an, it is an absolute disgrace that one of these clubs are going to end up representing Scotland and Europe because none of them do. I mean, Dundee United are maybe starting to pull away now and probably being a bit the most impressive out the out the rest of them against us. But these are teams like on the points total that Hibs and Motherwell and Aberdeen are currently sitting on. In a normal season, to be battling relegation, not pushing for Europe. It's but then it also shows the league. I mean, the rest of the league, the budgets are so... It, it, Hibs and Aberdeen are having poor seasons. You would probably argue they should be further up with the budgets they spend. But, yeah, it, it, it has been... But I don't know if it's been because the sort of lesser teams have got better or everyone's just kind of got worse. And we've no, Hibs and Aberdeen have definitely got worse. Like yeah. Some of the signs they made have been... Terrible. Yeah, and... Like the thing with Hibs, they, they got rid of Boyle and they didn't. I know it's January, it's hard to replace him and stuff, but Hibs really shouldn't have let him go for unless they had a replacement lined up. He was the only, like, Martin Boyle had Hibs far higher in the league than they should have been. But not complaining, not complaining at all. No, nah, Boyle, Boyle was their threat. I mean, Boyle was the, was the only one that kept you, your, kept you on your toes when you played against Hibs. Could probably put a small argument in for Nisbet there as well, but I think he's out as well, isn't he? So he's out till next season. Aye. So Porteous is decent as much as I slag Porteous off, and he's a, he's a bit of a walking red card. He's a liability in bigger games. You can't deny the lad he's got. There's something about him, like, but mm, if you're if Craig Halkett's getting called up to the Scotland squad before you, you need to ask questions about your ability, if you ask me. Halkett's been a rock this season, Matthew. Yeah, but Porteous hasn't. Halkett has had a good season. It's not an international season. Craig, Craig Halkett has had a good season, but Craig Halkett is not an international quality centre half. No, but neither is Scott McKenna, and that was who was replacing him. So. No, that's a good point. But, but on, on that point, neither is Porteous. So. 
that that's kind of the overall gist of that one. Portis is a joke. I mean, I if, mean you, if you're if you're Robbie Nielsen going into this, uh, going into the semi final, Portis is playing. You try and get him riled up in the first ten minutes. Just, I mean, what, what did you see? What he came out with that red card? Oh, had my I'm eyes on the ball. ball. What through the fucking opposition footballer? Like fucking X-ray specs. Like what's... <laughs> I mean, to, to argue that you tried to play the ball is one thing, right? But you can't argue it's a red card. I try to play the ball every time we play fives, and it doesn't go very well. Aye. We're not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> Predictions then for for the the upcoming derby at Tin Castle, guys. Uh, I'm going to go two 0 I'm going to go quite an early early-ish goal, and then well, I think it'll be an early-ish sort of fifteen twenty minute goal, and then one ten minutes to go wrap it up. A nice a nice a nice wee Saturday out. Uh, I think it'll be nil nil. Uh, I think it'll be a dull, boring occasion. I think we'll all go back to the pub after the game and be discussing about how if he plays like that next week, we're screwed. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I hope we beat them. We should beat them 4-0, but my prediction is 0-0. Booed off at the end of the game. Uh, and you thought I was a negative one. Uh, I go in 4-0. I, I do. I just think we're due one in. You're probably not going to believe me here, but I think I'm, I'm agreeing with Matty. I think it'll be a cagey affair. I, 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 why, why would it be? Why, why should I, it I be a cagey affair? Honestly, they will set up poorly. They will not, he'll not want to give too much away for the semi final. We're in the position of, of, the, of strength, third place already confirmed. I, I, I just don't think we'll win the game. I, I think we'll draw 0 0. Nah, that's not good enough if you didn't win that game. Not good enough at all. Questions. Honestly, I think he's that cautious when it comes to big games, and there's a bigger game the week after that he's not wanting to give too much away. I agree completely, Ross. I think you'll be too worried about what what might happen, and we'll just see a typical derby performance under Robbie Nielsen. Hmm. I think if we get an early goal, we're going to win the game quite comfortably. Do you think there's a chance we're going to get an early goal? Honest yeah, question. I, I do. I do. We've we've scored quite a few times early recently at Tincastle, and I think we'll um, I think we'll get we'll get another one. Um, I think you've got to remember, apart from obviously the the, the kind of as this team's progressed, particularly since they've hit form at the start of February. I mean, they've started games pretty well. Even the game they lost against Dundee, I mean, we actually started that game pretty well. Um, decent tempo we just made a complete arse of it in the second half um, I think if Hearts start with the right tempo crowd will be up for it atmosphere will be buzzing and you play off of that and um, and I just think defensively Hibs are shite we've got some good footballers in there and I just think they just won't I mean it's different when you go away from home but I think we set up properly which I, I don't see why we wouldn't now I mean I, I get all the arguments and I know we've seen this thing before and I'll probably be wrong when I see the team lineups. I'll go typical, but I just think uh, I just think he's he's got almost a free hit here, and I think next week's the big one for him. But I, I fancy us to take care of these neighbour. Come on! Well, we'll end the show there. Thank you all for joining me this week. Uh, yeah, hopefully we do get the win over Hibs and not a nil-nil like me and Matt are predicting. Till next week. I'd, I'd love to be wrong before we go. I'd love to be wrong. I just don't see. You it. never like to be wrong. I, if it means beating Hibs, I'll like to be wrong. 
and he always likes to get the last word. Till next week. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>